1: On Rutherford Issues today, State Representative Mike Sparks joins us, and um, he always brings most of the Rutherford County population into the studio uh, with him here, but uh, Mike. Hey, Ron, how you doing? I'm good. You like that cup of coffee I I'm brought good. you? Yeah. You paid out the uh, wazoo for that, didn't I you?
0: sure did. It's expensive.
1: Uh, I hear that um, you may be having to go back
0: to, to work in a few weeks. Yeah, we were, the speaker called me day before yesterday about a special session about the the mask mandates, and um, uh, so it looks like we may be going. Maybe it's a little bit of a quagmire. I was just talking to my assistant just now because um, it sounds like Lieutenant Governor McNally is not as assertive about going back for a special session. So it will be really interesting. You know how that how that plays out you know so for a special session do you have
1: to does the uh the speaker and and the lieutenant governor have to agree to bring well that's a that's
0: that's that's what my understanding i was asking that question of the day to a staffer at the speaker's office that also called me about the letter and um because i was wondering if it was just the house votes two thirds and the senate you know does we still go and mm-hmm. um no they're saying both um both houses have to um, – the Senate as well as uh, our side have, have to vote two-thirds to go go back in the special session. And I think the governor will be uh, – The governor I'll, can call that himself, though. Yeah, he? he can. It's just kind of encouraging him. To, I think I
1: think the governor will. You think he'll just do it himself, whether he gets support from both sides or not?
0: Because isn't that how they normally go is he calls the special session? I would think so. You know, that, this is what uh, – my sister and I were just sharing this. That's what makes politics kind of interesting when you see these little dilemmas and quagmires kind of play out. Um, the governor's smart. I mean, he's a smart guy, and I think he'll listen to to the house side. Uh, I, we, we've got ninety nine of us, you know, versus the Senate, that's thirty three. So,
1: you think there's power in numbers or I, something? I <laughs> think
0: there's power in when you got an election next year. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, I see. You know,
0: and I and I think the world of the governor. I think he's a great guy. He's had you know. Like any governor, you, you take a little heat on, no matter what it is, but the governor, he does listen to people. I, I'll say that, you know. He does listen to people. Now yeah. Some people may disagree with me, but that's just part of it, you know. Well, I guess Man, that's you true. disagree sometimes.
1: Oh, vehemently. You know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we all agree on great cup of coffee, though, from McDonald's.
1: Yeah, if it doesn't cost over 50 cents. <laughs> um, so um, what, what, it, what would it be about, covid Stuff? Yeah,
0: the mask, the uh, school board, the mask mandates were. Hmm. Our members are arguing it's unconstitutional, or but then they talk about local control. But like the speaker called me the day, and I'm gonna tell you, you know, when the speaker Cameron Sexton been on the radio with us here a few times. You know, he's a very analytical, methodical type guy, um, hmm. and he um, uh, he says, "What better control than the parents?" That, I mean, you can't get on better control than than that mother, than that grandparent, and that father making those decisions for the well-being of their children. So, uh, I mean, that's not you don't have to be very smart to understand that. I mean, that's local control right there. I'm looking at Pettis. I don't think he's on. Was <laughs> he <laughs> <argue> about anything? Because <laughs> he likes local control, don't you?
2: Well, when you say control, I think you're you're that's a that's a broad area when you say control. Yeah, and you say. Uh, and you throw government in there. Yeah. So uh, well, this is Joe's That's, to be that's why I started. Courts. That's why I started looking down right quick. Yeah, he
0: did. Well, one thing I like about the chairman Breed here is, him and I can disagree, and and I'll let him buy me a cup of coffee right after that. Oh, but he I,
1: buys lattes, not not this stuff. <laughs> well, cheaper. I'm gonna tell
0: you, I, I do. He, he may not want me <laughs> plugging in for this, but you know the issue of John DeBerry and what happened with John DeBerry. This brother right here, Chairman Pettis Reed, stepped up and he helped me because I raised, you know, raised a few thousand dollars to pay some filmmakers to go do a, what I call some interviews with with John Deberry. And this one goes back to what I said about the governor. You know, we had the governor in Smyrna back at train depot in October, and I brought up John Deberry. We need to care about free and fair elections, whether it's a Democrat or Republican. We as a as people need to worry about the Constitution and care about this. And uh, you know, I. The governor got choked up. I've seen the governor because I also had a Kurdish friend of mine there. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for America, my Kurdish friend wouldn't be here. His whole family, a lot of them, were annihilated in, in Iraq. And uh, he was there. And uh, the governor got teary-eyed. I don't think he'd be upset me sharing this on the radio. Um, but the governor cares. I mean, you know, you see the emotion. You see the look in his face. He cares. And this guy right here cares where he wouldn't have stepped up to the plate and helped us fund that that little documentary. If you want to know more about it, just Google John DeBerry, Mike Sparks on YouTube, and um, John's just a wealth of knowledge and wisdom and discernment, unlike what we have facing us in this country today, in many cases, but um, unlike today, we got a great show, and we're going to have some good wisdom and discernment talked about here today.
1: Well, I I, I know that, uh, what, what's that saying, Pettis? Uh, you know, I'm with the government and I'm here to help. You know, a lot of people think of it that way, but I, there's often a very sticky wicket. You know, there, there are things that you probably never imagined as a county commissioner that you would have to get into and help to bring some resolution, especially during all this COVID stuff. It's been kind of
2: crazy. That's true. And, uh, you know, every day, every day. And You know, the longer that you are on a county commission, uh, your phone number becomes uh, more popular. And uh, that seems to be what it is this day and time. I have people call all the time concerning COVID issues and and things of that type. There's only so much that a county commission can do in that that situation. I mean, we are not medical. We are not doctor. We we can't give out those... uh, those recommendations that's why we have a health department Uh, that's why we look towards the governor and the uh, the state legislature to do some of these things because they have that direction so uh, we depend very heavily upon our our health department which is under the state directive so uh, when those things come down we come down through uh, the, the medical side of it and for us just to stand up here and say you do this you do that That's that's not where we are. Yeah.
1: Uh, County Commissioner Pettis-Reed is here. And uh, who's that guy between you two? The powerful man. I
3: don't (laughs) don't want to be on the bad side. I don't (laughs) think so.
1: Uh, It's uh, Judge Ben hall McFarland joining us uh, as well. So
0: what brings this crew together here today? Well, great question, Brian. I'm glad you asked that. Um, You know, the veterans courts, drug courts, addiction Alcoholism; those are issues that that not only I care about, but WGNS cares about. I know you care about it, Brian. I know Bart cares about it. And one thing about these guys right here, they care about it. And, and I've seen it. You know, I've seen it just in in, in his face. I see it in, in Pettis's face and actions. And you know, um, I visited those drug courts, and and I, and it was kind of cool. Um, and the judge noticed this. See, a lot of a lot of people wouldn't notice the little things, and. And I was at the, your veterans court. I guess it was two years ago. And I was sitting there, and a, and a man got up there, and he said something. You, you, you said something to him, and and it wasn't nothing negative. You, just, and the 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 guy said, "Well, Your Honor, I gave you my word."
3: He gave me his word.
0: And I just started clapping, and um, luckily everybody joined in when I started clapping. <laughs> but I, and he noticed I clapped, and I said, "Well, it reminded me of my late father, who was World War II." and Grew up during the Great Depression. He said, Son, if you ever give a man your word, you better stick with that word. Don't ever go back on it. And that's why I started clapping. But I was kidding him by the other day because I was in a meeting at the school board one time and I started clapping for the commissioner of education after she made a comment and nobody else clapped. And I was like, still trying to clap and nobody would clap. But, but unlike um, the drug court. So it was, you know, what's so cool about that? People would go from laughter to tears in five seconds. Did you get a tear in your eye, Chairman?
2: Oh, just about on every one of them. They got up there and spoke because you had individuals right there that you saw a change within life, uh, not only in them but within their families, within yeah. how yeah. they were going to return back to uh, this community with with into society, and you saw sacrifice, yeah, total sacrifice in what they had to do.
3: So, Brian, a little background. Uh, yesterday, we had a veterans treatment court graduation. And we try to make it a big deal because these veterans who have put their lives on the line for us, for all these freedoms we cherish, they've had some difficulties. Some of them uh, have come back with uh, drug addiction, alcohol problems. They oftentimes, most of them have served in foreign lands. Uh, some of them come back with what we call traumatic brain injuries, uh, PTSD, PTSD and they come back to society that it's not a military world if anybody's been in the military you know that's that's a different uh, it's a whole different lifestyle and then they're thrown back into civilian a lot of them don't really didn't want to come back in civilian they're they're being discharged for medical reasons or things like that and so when they come back and they're trying to get back into our society (coughs) and some of them have some drug problems some alcohol problems some anger problems you know one point you're taught to go out and be aggressive on the battlefield and then you got you got to turn it off and that's not always so easy think Mm -hmm. about it yeah Yeah. and so uh, we're helping them all we can they get they get in trouble with uh with the law with our court system so for the ones that are appropriate we admit them into this program. It's, it's, it's like an intensive, very intensive probation. They get counseling. They have a veteran's treatment team with social worker called peer specialist, someone who's been in the situation and recovered. <clears throat> we have all kinds of counseling. Uh, one of the keys uh, to it is drug and alcohol testing on a regular basis. They know they're going to get caught. And it helps us with the science of that that is so good now. When you get a positive screen, you can usually pretty well count the science is good. It's a positive. If there's any questions, well, they can run it again. But that's and those not.
1: are random and frequent, right?
3: Random and frequent is the key. We, we've been to these. Uh, I've been to these uh, uh, national seminars, and they say one of the first things you have to let your veterans know, or any, and in any recovery court, sure. they have to know they're gonna get popped with drug screens. And they don't know when they're going to be and they have to call in each day and they randomly okay today it's you <laughs> okay whew, it's not me today everything <laughs> gotta call in tomorrow
1: but that doesn't mean it's not tomorrow and you can't do anything to jeopardize that in between right and it yeah. includes weekends ah, okay. it
3: includes holidays and so yesterday um, we had this graduation uh, for five of our veterans and um, um, the support we get from Representative Sparks is key, but also tremendous. The heart of the program now is the support we get from our county commissioners and county mayor on the recovery courts. I was talking to a judge yesterday morning who has the Veterans Treatment Court in Williamson County. Uh, that's one with all the money, isn't that right? Yes, sir. Sure that's one is. with all the money. Yeah. <laughs> sure and he was complaining. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he was complaining to me, oh, I got to file this federal grant. I can't use the money for this. I got to use it for that. You know, you say we're from the government. We're here to help you. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> okay. he was complaining He the restrictions he had on it. And I'm thinking, and I didn't want to make him feel too bad. So yes. I didn't say to him. But I'm mm-hmm. thinking to myself, man, our county commission gets it. They fund ours. Yeah they fund ours and these people who graduate they're working jobs they're paying taxes they're not in jail (laughs) they're helping one of them has graduated yesterday uh, does roofing and home repair he's employing four people and he came to us from jail now he's got four employees one of them is in a recovery system he's Mm. helping them get back on their feet
1: so Pettis, help us understand from a county lawmaker perspective why it is so important to um, to support programs like the, the Veterans Court here that uh, Judge McFarland mentioned because, you know, it's it's easy for us to kind of look at it and say, well, how, how does that save money? And I know that's one thing that you look at. You look at the person, but it
2: also saves money from incarcerating a person as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. Um, in fact, this is something that, I have seen ever since I have uh, been able to be on the Commission that we have continually looked at this as far as our uh, uh, probation as far as anything we have done as far as rehabilitation as far as prisoners are concerned and detention now we have individuals says well put them all in jail just you know if, if they've done wrong that's where everybody should be No, that's not true, because if we can return somebody back to society, that they become instrumental in helping, that they become taxpayers, just like the judge has said here, if they can be a part of what is going on here and change their life around, I think that's very important. And within Rutherford County right here, not only the veterans program that we have here, we have this in in our drug court. Uh, we have this in our probation court that we're just—we just really have started that in the past few years. But each one of these have taken—I think the, the judge would tell you this—it's taken years to develop and yes. get it going. Uh, and he's yeah. been instrumental in helping us do this. It's just something that doesn't happen overnight. You develop this. I mean, when we first started the, the veterans program, it, it was not a whole lot of staff there. It was a lot of people who wanted to give their time to do this, to to work at it, to see, hey, we can do something here, we can make the change. And there was, um, I guess you would say, a selling job, wasn't there, Judge, to to say, hey, how in the world are you going to contribute to this to make this actually work? Well. Now now we see the success of it, and I think in all these other programs we will see the success in those too, where we are not putting them all out here on New Salem.
1: Well, I was just going to say, would the bottom line to that be that the money that you put in is is well spent because it's going to cost even more if, let's say, you had a hundred in all the courts. I know I don't know what the number is, but if those one hundred are in at nine forty you're going to spend a whole lot more money than if they can come through uh, one of the recovery courts.
2: We're going back that, uh, you know, if you were putting them back out there, you have to go back through the system. Mm. They have to go back before courts. You have to go back through attorneys. You have to go back through all of this all again, which is costing money. And uh, it's all this situation where we're we're not doing that like we were. Uh, The numbers of those who are currently uh, located out in New Salem is, is somewhat down a little bit. So we're seeing the results of it, and we're seeing what's happening there, and, and uh, this is making a difference. And uh, just as the, as the judge says here, uh, these things are, are vital and important, and we're making a change in lives.
1: Uh, let's uh, slip in a quick break here, and uh, we've got Judge Ben Hall McFarland along with County Commissioner pettis Reed, State Representative Mike Sparks here on Rutherford Issues. Back in a few. We know that selecting the right flooring can be difficult. That's why City Tile offers design consultants to help you. City Tile and Floor. I'm Andrew Young, continuing the family tradition at City Tile. We are remodeling houses from every type of flooring that you can possibly think of. We are helping customers make their wow house. We know that selecting the right flooring can be difficult. That's why City Tile offers design consultants to help you.
4: Make your house a wow house, City Tile
1: and Floor. Nominate your favorite educator. Send the name to WGNS. This is a paid legal ad. When a family member is lost as a result of someone else's negligence, the grief can be unbearable. It also leaves you with a lot of questions like, how did this happen? Who's responsible? And is my family gonna be okay? That's a lot to go through, but with the Law Offices of John Day on your side, you don't have to go through any of it alone. We understand what you're going through and we have the experience to get the answers, justice and compensation your family deserves. Call the Law Offices of John Day.
0: How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas hospitals are open 24 seven. Get the care you need at getsthealthcare.com. Our people, that's the difference. Maples Realty and Auction. I'm Betsy Maples-Taylor with Maples Realty and Auction Company in Murfreesboro. Here's a look at our upcoming auction.
1: Two upcoming auctions on the north side of Murfreesboro, Saturday, August 14th. The first at 10 a.m. is a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath home. The second is at noon on a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath home in Riverview. More information at maplesrealtyandauction.com.
3: Maples Realty and
0: Auction. Overnight, good neighbor talk turns the UFOs, aliens, the unknown. It's coast to coast, a.m., overnight, every night on WGNS, Murfreesboro. Rutherford Issues on
1: News Radio WGNS. Back on the show today, State Representative Mike Sparks and uh, in studio, Judge Ben Hall McFarland, County Commissioner Pettis Reed, and um, We've been talking about the uh, the recovery courts and uh, Judge McFarland. You uh, is um, w- what recovery courts are you a part of?
3: Yeah, I, that's a great leading. I was wanting to get into this. Uh, our overview is we have more than one recovery court, and a different judge is in charge of each of the recovery courts. Been set up. the The grandfather of the courts was set up by Judge Don Ash. Uh, uh, because he's a grandfather or is that why he is a grandfather (laughs) yeah but with lots of grandkids beautiful beautiful grandkids but in the early days when the recovery courts were new he he was a groundbreaker and 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 did what it took to start a, a drug court and then from there uh there's a drug court there's a recovery court called DUI there's the Veterans Treatment Court, and then there's a mental health court. So the drug court is Judge Jimmy Turner. The DUI court is Judge Lisa Eichhardt. The mental health court is Judge Barry Tidwell. And they all do amazing, fantastic jobs. And when you are have the responsibility of one of these recovery courts, it, it, it takes a little piece of you. Yeah, you know, you, I bet. You, you, you're giving, but you get a lot in return.
1: Um, are there any other potential courts, recovery courts down the road that that you're thinking could be beneficial uh, that that we don't have just yet?
3: I, I don't I don't know of any right now. Okay. There may be some. Some of them have talked about. I, I'm not I'm not in the loop on that. I don't I don't know don't know of any just yet
1: i just yeah i, I was just so wondering That's a about great that. question you know um well i'm sure that <laughs> with the success pettus that we've seen so far that if there was uh another need that was um that, w- that we saw there would be value in that i mean we, we can talk about the dollars too and but judge it's about people as well especially with this veterans court well too. as to
3: representative sparks and commissioner reed saw one of our uh, graduates yesterday, a female veteran got up to a packed house and said, as part of her speech, I've been on drugs for 20 years. I went in the court. I was having problems. They were having to discipline me. Sent me to a halfway house. Went to the halfway house. My roommate and I got some drugs. I overdosed and died. So here's a lady standing there saying, I was dead. My heart had stopped. And they brought me back.
1: That's pretty powerful, and, and was there.
3: And I, I was—I saw it coming. So I was looking at everybody's face, you know. Uh-huh. And it was pretty powerful. And she's a—she works at the, the Nourish Food Bank here in town. She's changing lives. She's—she's she's won awards uh, for what a fantastic employee she yeah. is.
0: And she got a hug from the, the general. Oh, that's great! Yeah, yeah. who I and think's on the line right now, Major General <laughs> Tommy, Tommy Baker, Baker mm-hmm. Commissioner, yeah. Major Absolutely. General, Commissioner. How are you?
4: Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Hey,
1: thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Well, Mike, kind
0: of uh, yeah. segue us into Well, in I so just, much. I know, you know, to me, it goes back to the little things. We were just talking off the air about, you know, uh, how any of us could have wound up there in an orange jump jump suit and in, in 940. And anybody that thinks they 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 couldn't, uh, I, I would say is a liar. But uh, I appreciate the general. General, I appreciate you being there. I think you get it. The, the judge here gets it. The Chairman gets it here. Um, and as well as Brigadier General Mike uh, Scholes, Scholes that was with you yesterday. But it, it was just impressive to see you come all the way from Nashville to attend this Veterans Corps. Why, why is this important to you and your your leadership?
4: Well, uh, Representative Sparks, first, again, thanks for having me on. Uh, Judge Hall, a, a great patriot and, and uh, public servant there in Brotherford County. Uh, Chairman Reed and then Brian Uh, barrett there uh i thank you all for what you do supporting our veterans it's you know it's something that i I learned uh, as i entered that job a few months ago on an interim basis initially that um you know there's so many things going on out there in our communities across the state to support our veterans and i just felt like that that's one of the it's a good news story and and a lot of times we are not uh, effective in telling our story and outreach is a big uh strategic issue that we want to make sure we address at the tennessee department of veterans services uh under my tenure my team is very uh interested and they have a lot of enthusiasm for getting out in the communities uh and visiting uh treatment course like we did yesterday and other things that's going on in the communities at the Veterans service organization and different places that support our veterans and that's just one of many things that's going on out there that we find very positive
3: well if i could uh, uh, take a special moment judge mcfarland i can't tell you how much it means to us a commissioner a major general coming down to our program to a graduation it our graduates are blown away that someone of your statute and, and what you do for our state would take time out of your extremely busy schedule to work us in. And I can't thank you enough for that. And and uh, it is truly appreciated, Major General.
4: Thank you, Judge. I appreciate it. Again, I just want to thank you for your service out there. Uh, if you were there yesterday, you know uh, folks in Rutherford County that Judge McFarland was the one that started that vet- Veterans Treatment Court there. And, and uh, so many other people that have come together under his leadership and provided those uh, you know, the people that work behind the scenes and work with the veterans as they go through the program. And and I just want to say thanks to all of y'all out there for making that a possibility in Rutherford County.
3: We're all blessed, aren't we? We are.
4: We are. <laughs> <laughs> are.
1: Commissioner Baker, I, I wonder if this is um, something that could, could be taken uh, statewide. I mean, I know that there are other locations, but uh, I'm sure that not every county has that? I mean, would this be something that is beneficial uh, uh, outside of Rutherford County, and maybe this uh, a model that could be uh, taken to other places?
4: That's that's a good question, and, and yes, actually, there are, uh, what I'm tracking now, about 10 veteran courts across our state. Most of them are in metropolitan areas, uh, Shelby County, Hamilton County, Knox County, uh, but there are several of them out there. I've been to another uh, graduation about three months ago down in coffee county and uh judge craig johnson down there who was a former tennessee national guardman uh helped set that vet court up and uh it's just every time i go i come away just uh you know just so enthused to realize that that people got a second chance and um uh, you know redemption's a big part of what our country's about as well as rule of law and so it's just so good to see Uh, our veterans get an opportunity to turn situations around that could be very bad for them and their families. Uh,
1: And and situations that um, maybe due to, you know, um, uh, injury during service, uh, mental health issues, things of that nature, that um, they just have trouble controlling without some assistance. And, you know, this help maybe changes or does. It changes the rest of their life, I would think.
4: Yes, and I think you hit on a key point, and if you heard the testimonies of the graduates yesterday, uh, a couple of them talked about when they come off active duty or when they took the uniform off, there was such a void in their life uh, because they had been part of a team, they had been part of a a brotherhood, a sisterhood. uh, They had, you know, shared so many uh, life events with people uh, in faraway places and under stressful conditions. Uh, You kind of drop back into society, and uh, that's a big transition. And, uh, you know, some people handle it well and some people don't. And uh, so, you know, it's we need these kind of programs for those that don't handle it quite as well and those that don't have those support groups and those family members around them maybe that can help them uh, successfully transition.
1: Uh, that uh, Veterans Affairs Commissioner Major General Tommy Baker are with us. Uh, any more well, questions? Well,
0: you know, I was going to, um, you know, it was kind of cool to see You know, a judge, hug a veteran, and then even a general, you know, because, you know, I go back to my childhood. My dad, like I said, was World War II. He was, I was told, the hardest man in Smyrna, and you never got a hug from that generation. (laughs) You know what I mean? You got a boot. I mean, you, you know, and he always said, if you ever get arrested, don't call me. I'm not coming after you. So, you know, Major General, let me ask you this. Where do you go from being you know compassionate but still tough how do you find that balance because you know sometimes I don't want to be too weak on things but you also don't want to be too hard how do you find that balance because you know I I at least had a, a father a lot of people don't have a father and I think that's why we're seeing a lot of these problems in society but the mentorship program aspect of it I think is critical but but Commissioner how do you how do you see that between being being tough and then also being compassionate.
4: Well, you know, I think, and this is just my my philosophy on leadership, and I've seen all kinds uh, in forty years, and and uh, you know, everybody, you just have to be who you are to start with. Some people's not comfortable. I'm from the south, so you know, hugging is just uh, I'm comfortable with that, and it don't bother me. And I've always kind of said, no matter what rank I'm at, uh, people have to be able to approach you. They had a saying at War College that you had to be able to speak truth to power. And if people cannot approach you and they don't feel like they can come talk to you, it really puts them in a place that sometimes uh, it's it's bad for for morale, bad for welfare, and it don't allow them to develop. Uh, You know, as a military organization, you can never have a zero defect policy to where people are not allowed to make mistakes. Or you'll never have anybody uh, rise in the ranks because, you know, the reality of it is, I was an e one private one time, and I made mistakes. I was a second lieutenant. I made mistakes. I had people above me that cared enough about me to see the mistake, counsel me about the mistake, let me know how you know to get better and to not make that same mistake, but yet take that time to go ahead and develop me uh as both a you know a soldier and an officer and so that's just kind of been my. Uh, approach uh, through my career and you know what I was so proud to see those veterans up there yesterday uh, you know it, it was it was a joy just to get to hug them and tell them congratulations and see them be so excited about this new chapter in their life.
1: well I, I appreciate you spending some time with us today unfortunately our, our time has gotten away but uh, I do want to thank you for coming to uh, Rutherford County yesterday and, and being a part of the show today as we try to bring light to this and um uh, also uh judge mcfarland thanks for coming by
3: my pleasure
1: anytime and um commissioner reed thank you so much
2: glad to but let me just say something that the judge right here will be retiring come october oh, yeah. and uh i just want to say thank you for the time that he's given to this yes. the, the effort he's given to this i remember the first time i walked into one of these courts and uh, saw him in action uh, you know, when you think of a judge, you think that they're sitting up there on that, that stage. And, uh, you know, they have to be the judge. Yeah. Uh, this has been a judge that has shown compassion. This is a judge that has a heart, yet he's also been one that has been there at a time when he has been uh, able to give direction. Uh, he's given discipline, and he's changed lives. And I think that's very vital to this county and been important to this program. So I want to say thank you to him for that. Yes, thank you. Absolutely.
3: You're you're very very kind. I've been very blessed. I love Rutherford County. I got it honest from my dad. Yeah, and uh, I've been very blessed, so thank you so much.
1: Do you think there's a bush hog that you could let him use every now and then and give him something to do? Or i got
3: my own bush hog in <laughs> a John Deere tractor. <laughs>
2: you you might you want to ask, ask him why he's got that John Deere tractor. <laughs> I can tell you
1: that. Uh, appreciate you all uh, being here. Mike,
0: um, give uh, a little quick plug for your Sunday show. Yeah, we got a, a Rutherford Magazine on Sunday nights. Um, we're going to try to have some 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 of your graduates on there with us. It may not be this week, but we've, we're going to try to have them up here pretty soon. But I want to thank Ken Northfleet and that mentorship program that y'all are doing, and, and the graduates, Courtney, Simon, Christopher, Skolos, Skolomowski, Melissa, Nickel, Rogers, Daquan Patterson, Billy Edwards, uh, Daquan City, come on the radio with me here real soon. So thank you for all the staff members that, that are doing the drug court
1: absolutely our guests today uh, have been along with state representative mike sparks judge ben hall mcfarland county commissioner pettis reed and veterans affairs commissioner major general tommy baker if you missed any part of the show now be sure to check wgnsradio.com under podcast and rutherford issues you can listen back to the show or wherever you listen to audio itunes google play spotify all those places we'll see you next time